Rugby league fans, welcome to the NRL Back 3 podcast. Coach LJ and Squid here, bringing you bands from the week that was, and of course the week ahead, and fuck me, that was a weekend. Jesus, how many games did we have where there were absolute fucking blowouts? It was incredible football, but before we get to that, boys, we are just literally over one week away from strap-on September, and Jesus, that gets me fucking excited. But before we get to that even, LJ, mate, how was your weekend? Oh man, blowjob. I mean, blowout weekend was fucking great. Isn't it nice just to sit and watch some of these shithouse teams get eliminated? Boy, that gets me half mass. But more about that and how good. Squid, what about you? That's right, LJ. Those weekend blowjobs were great. Now, Squid managed to play a bit of poker on the weekend for the first time in a long time and managed to pick up a third place finish and he's got him keen for more games. So watch out for the MB3 poker pod in the off season. Oh, there we go. How good. Speaking of how good, Squiddy, mate, you're kicking us off there as well. Jesus, on a roll, mate. Sorry, boys. I'm going to have to start off with a how bad, and I can't believe we have this in today's game. We have some of the lads, lads, lads placing a punt on the boys, missing out, and then sending death threats to players. Section's called how good. But how good was it for Ah. Alex Smalldick-Johnston to stand up for his teammates, pull these losers out, And I also like that he's put the onus on the NRL to make a stand that this doesn't happen and when it does, that these people will get sorted out and banned from league because we don't need those guys in the game. Yeah, it's good for Alec Johnson to uh, stand at attention, you know, so (laughs) always good to see. But LG, mate, how good for you? (laughs) Oh, fuck, that's good. But how good was it to see Sharks absolutely destroy fuck Manly and officially make it a nine-horse race? No more of this mathematically can make it bullshit, but in this win specifically, how good was my man Royce Hunt? Him and Talakai are the Bash brothers, and it's about time Royce Hunt is getting some love. He fucking threw three defenders over to score that meat pie, and fucking hell, he was looking sexy. How you, mate? One of the games of the round right there. But how good for me, boys, was actually Jimmy Tamo's retirement speech. As one of the most competent players in the NRL, you know, it just brought a tear to the eye. He, he got so emotional that he couldn't actually get through his words, and he had to take a 10-minute break. He just had to walk off the field, sit down for a bit, and came back on for the last couple of minutes and he managed to finish his retirement speech it was actually beautiful stuff and uh i don't know if you guys cried guys but uh me and new brown we 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 struck a lot of tears you know it was uh it was sad times but hey jimmy tamo mate you're a legend uh we'll uh we'll see you at the sheds you know what a fucking way to go out fuck it that was my last game of the season you just got thumped you're like i don't want to play two more weeks of this shit just fucking let go at the ref just kept going i love it he chirped once penalty two penalty three gets sent back then gets a yellow card then he just keeps going gets a red card turns back again it's another go before he gets marched that's my hero <laughs> and as we see boys he's actually um passed the torch on to our boy jc current at the warriors because he was basically picked up where he left off and he's like this always fucking happens to us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What a bloody legend. But uh, back on Jimmy Tamo, though, boys, in all seriousness, there's actually uh, talk that he won't actually be able to come out onto the field as, you know, how they get all the retired players to come out because he will be serving his penalty. How's that? But, yeah, that's the rumor. Apparently, um, they, they might be able to dispensation it because apparently Isaac Luke managed to get on the field for his grand final thing whilst serving a suspension. But that would be pretty incredible if, uh, if he doesn't manage to come out on the field with the rest of the retired players because he's serving a suspension. Crazy times. Fuck, only a Muppet would really make that decision. Oh, 
But speaking of which, yes. let's head on over to Muppet of the Week. N-R-L-3, Muppet of the Week. Oh, now boys, this week's Muppet of the Week has to go to the one, the only, the godfather of Muppets, Gus Guild. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> now, boys, this Muppet came out over the week and basically was saying that he's concerned about these blowouts from the weekend because the Dolphins, of course, are joining the competition and he thinks that they are going to get absolutely fucking smashed next year. Now, for me, boys, it's it's the end of the season, you know? I don't know what Goss Guild is fucking on about, but you've got to expect some teams to really run into form because finals are just around the corner. So it doesn't surprise me too much. And of course, in the case of the Tigers, mate, they just released half their fucking team to other teams. So of course they were going to get smashed. I think they lost like four or five players. So um, no surprise there. So Gus Guild, mate, I, I once again have to disagree with you strongly. I think that the Dolphins are going to go great next year. <laughs> mate, I'd have to agree with you. I don't see how the Dolphins can lose with um, such great namings as Ryan Jackson, Cody Hunter, um, JJ Collins, Jack Bostock, the Lance Tifare, Situ Two. I mean, Michael Roberts to name a few. I mean, they're all household names. Oh, mate. All future immortals right there. Fuck, I'm just disappointed the Sharks missed out. Mate, just give them a premiership. <laughs> but you know what? You can't fucking hate on teams who've really started to click heading into strap on September. We want those combinations sticking and the teams working that well so that when the strap is on, and it's playoff time. It's a fucking nut buster for every game. <laughs> Sorry, Deadon, but too soon. But that's what I fucking want to strap on September, boys. Strap on and get in. Mate, I'm buckling up for strap on September. Let's go. <laughs> all in all, boys, we know that Gus Gould's going to be strapping on for strap on September. So I don't really know what he's talking about, but he is absolutely Muppet of the Week. And now we move on to Gus Gould's favourite section of the week, Ladder Talk. Ladder Talk. Now, as LJ mentioned, we are still with a nine-horse race as the Raiders stole a victory against two on the board. But what actually makes this interesting is that three teams above them, Broncos, Rabbitohs, and the Roosters, are either playing each other or another top-four team, giving them an actual solid chance to be eliminated in finals week one. But LJ, how's the People's Champ race looking? Well, this is the race that everyone stays tuned for it's the reason they're bums on seats the reason people are watching those sunday afternoon games it is for the spoon race now confirming all five teams in the current hunt for the spoon lost in the weekend saying fuck me boys i want to bring this home so there are still five teams there there's two two games to go still a potential for four points for some teams but who's taking it home i don't fucking know oh i'm excited Oh, well, boys, I was actually talking to my uh, man at the cafe, the only NRL supporter in Melbourne that I know, um, and he was actually saying that um, the the Warriors still statistically can get the wooden spoon because I was kind of joking about the whole West Tigers fiasco. And uh, he kind of humbled me because if they lose both games and the Titans and West Tigers somehow win theirs, and of course, on the back of the Warriors' big blowout themselves, we could actually still take away the spoon. So it was a bit of a hard pill to swallow, but he was right. I had to get out my phone and check uh, check the ladder there. But um, I thought we were home and hose, to be honest. I thought uh, West Tigers were definitely down for that uh, that wooden spoon this year. But who knows? It's all up in the air, as you say there, LJ. I love having O's at home, and the Titans do have the Warriors before the end of the year, so that could just be one of the blowouts that the Warriors uh, need to get that spoon. Oh, that's going to be absolutely brutal if we go down to the Titans. But speaking of shit teams, though, while we're on the topic, I'm going to bring back a segment that we have not used at all this season in shit stats. 
And I have an absolute perler for you. Now, boys, let's say that we had an eight-man tag team battle royale where the winning teams over the weekend took on the shit teams, the losing teams over the weekend. Well, I think there would have been an absolute dominant performance from the winning teams because they scored a total points tally of 362 points over those horrible losing teams who could only score 104 so the winning teams had more than three times the points as the losing teams, and that is a fucking crazy stat. It was basically the mighty Squid Stags up against those miserable Western Voldemorts. What do you reckon, Squid? Absolutely, mate. I mean, I do like to keep things in my back pocket, and the Squid Stags have been approached by the NRL to replace the West Tigers in uh, coming seasons. But my team had a talk, and literally no one wanted to move to Western Sydney, so we're just like, nah, actually, thanks, but no thanks. Oh, I heard Gus Gould had something to say about it too. Do you know what the funniest thing is about the West Tigers? They've actually been sued um, by every other team because they've done this thing called the Centre of Excellence, but they've never actually provided any excellence. Um, so they've been <laughs> taken to court because A, they either don't know what the word is, or B, they've never actually provided it. So, well, I guess it's the centre of subpar performances then, boys. I think it's going to get a rebrand. Oh, it's 100% false advertising, isn't it? Now, actually, speaking of false advertising, boys, let's head on over to Antics of the Week. Squid, what do we got there, mate? Now, boys, I'm not sure if you've seen this, but there is a video that's been doing the rounds of Marty Tapao running dummy lines for 20 minutes, waiting for someone to pass him the ball. What do you think's going on there, boys? Oh, well, mate, there's a simple explanation to this. Like, at training this week, old Marty got up to a bit of mischief, you know, and he kept on hiding the uh, the training whistles from the coaches and the halves. They were running the session, of course. So the halves told him, mate, we can't fucking trust you, buddy. So... You know what? Come game time, you're going to have to fucking show us that you don't have any whistles in your pockets. And uh, that's exactly what happened. He had to raise his hands and basically say, mate, i got nothing in my hands. Pass me the ball. But you know what? The halves still can't trust him and uh, didn't pass him the ball at all. Ooh, that is believable. But uh, the real problem here, boys, is Marty always struggles to remember his number. So as he's running, he has to hold up all 10 fingers to tell the ref that's his number. Then he kept hearing, 10, you're offside, go back. Now the problem is, there are two number 10s on the field, and old Marty was confused. So would drop his hands and head, loud sigh, run back 10, even though his team had the ball. Fuck, he was trying to play by the rules, boys. <laughs> it even seems like he's getting confused having to run back 10, because he's like, fuck, there's too many 10s out here. <laughs> he just starts doing shuttles up and down the field halfway through the game because he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, who knows what's really going on. I think he actually uh, doesn't have a team lined up for next year, so maybe he can come join the Warriors because uh, maths is such a strong point over here in New Zealand. <laughs> I just hope we pay overs for him. Well, actually, boys, it looks like after all that mishap that he might not even be picked this weekend, so we'll have to wait and see. So I definitely won't be watching his game, but there are some games to watch this weekend. Got some games to watch. Got some games to watch. So let's move on to games to watch. Yeah, we got some games to watch. We got some games to watch this weekend. Now, this week, boys, I've gone Rabbits versus Cowboys. Now, the Rabbits are going to be hurting after that close loss to the Penrith Panthers last week, giving them the minor premiership. And the Cowboys are going to be pissed off after getting out of that race to the minor premiership, but they'll also be fresh as daisies after that training run that they had on Friday night. So it's going to be one to watch. Now, for my 1v1 this week, I have gone with Tass versus, you knew we were going to mention him before the season's end, the player formerly known as the Prince, Peter Hiku. 
Tuss started scoring me some good points in Supercoach. So I've been keeping an eye on him, and he's actually looking like he's a good player. And Hiku, well, he's the unsung hero in the Cowboys' star-studded backline. And what a fall from grace he's had. He will need to bring out a class game to impress the MB3 boys again. Who you got this week, Kosh? Well, for me, mate, it's got to be the Storm versus the Rooters. Now, okay, boys, it's time for the mighty Storm, the Purple Pride, you know, to secure that fucking NRL minor premiership just one more time. Munster at the back, Hughes has been on fire. Hmm. Huh? I think that's... What? I think that's a bit interesting. How are they, they going to get this minor premiership? What are you talking about? They're basically at the top, aren't they? They're about to secure it. Uh, they, they actually gave it to the Panthers a few weeks ago. But, I mean, if you slip them another paper envelope, never know, chances are still in. Oh, oh, fuck. This explains that joke that I heard last week. Do you know why the Storm's uniform was purple? Why is that? Because they always fucking choke late in the season. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> All right, then. My 1v1. Well, I'm going to pick the cheese Brandon Smith up against Victor fucking Radley. We've got the cheeky cheese who uh, just blatantly told the ref that they're cheaters uh, coming up against the hardest man in NRL. So I can't wait to see these guys go head to head. They're obviously named at number 13, which is a bit of a weird spot for Brandon Smith to have. But hey, it'll put him in the middle. And that's where he gets all that fucking glory runs from. So really looking forward to it. What about you, LJ? What game you got? Well, for me, boys, it's got to be Thursday night's game, Thirsty Thursday itself, Broncos versus Eels. This game has to be the one to watch for me, as I have no idea which team will turn up. Will it be the flaccid Broncos who got thumbed by the storm, or the half-mast Broncos who rode on the back of Reynolds' kicking game? I mean, then on the other side, you have the giant killers Eels, who can only kill giant panthers, but can lose to the Tigers. And because of not knowing what could happen, this game needs to be determined by watching some big boys slap beef in the middle. And there's nothing bigger than Polo versus Haas for my 1v1. Nothing like sizzling beef in the middle of the field. Yeah, get me some of that. Love me a Thursday night barbecue, eh? Not as much as I love hearing about what's happening in Supercoach Corner. Because he's a Supercoach, Supercoach. He's Supercoach, eh? Lonely. I am so lonely. Well, boys, week two of having no friends on the sideline, and it's made me want to go further next year because this fucking sucks. Fuck Supercoach 2022 season. It doesn't count. Producer Trob cheated, and that's all I have to say about that. Spoken like a true loser. But uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, boys, the champ's reign is over. Obviously, I took out Supercoach last year, and I came in with a whole bunch of cockiness, basically. Um, ran out of trades, so it's a very, very uh, strong lesson learned there. So went down over the weekend against the mighty LJ, who is my hopeful pick to win this year, because we all know, as Squid just mentioned, that uh, Trob cheated. He had two teams. But uh, LJ, mate, GG, great win. Uh, you beat me by about 200 points. I was one man down, I do believe. But uh, yeah, I just basically ran out of trades and uh, ran out of steam. Went too hard too early. Kosher was never known to perform in strap on September. <laughs> Man, that that was a that was a better loser speech than I've given all year. But thank you. I mean, fuck, it was a tough, tough game in the weekend. I mean, everyone put their bodies on the line, well, except for Ezra Mann, of course, who was promised a house if he underperformed by some unknown person who put money <laughs> yeah. in the envelope in the letterbox. Don't know who that could be, but everyone else, pat on the back. Not you, Ezra. Fuck you. You have a fucking hard look in the mirror and think about what you've done. 
But on to this week, and well, 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 Mr. Peter Fahl again. The series is one each this year, but I'm going to rub one out for the win. I mean, I've still got two trades and money in the bank. I'm coming for the championship. I will be sure to look out for that one on the Instagram account. We'll be sure to update the uh, the crew out there. But speaking of money in the bank, let's head on over to our sponsor of the week. Oh, damn, it's sponsor of the week. Dollar bill, Oh, I can't believe you've given it to me again, Coach. So this is the second time I've tried Sponsor of the Week. So let's see. We've got Antos Blue Curacao. Non-alcoholic drinks are all the rage these days. And our sponsor this week is Antos Blue Curacao. The non-alcoholic liquor, perfect for making some of those fun, colourful cocktails when you're taking a season off the drink. Get your career back on track with Abby's Curacao today. Available in all good non-alcoholic retailers in Penrith. Um... Who the fuck let this sponsor in? I mean, we have a fucking drinking game. Drinking board game. Can't play drinking games with Blue Carousel. Our fans need us to say, come on, boys, multiple times. No, no, LJ, mate, we're trying to appeal to those uh, that female audience, you know? It's a category that we're lacking. Liz, hello. Um, but, uh, yeah, Anto's Blue Caracal. It's uh, Cur- Curacao. What, how do you pronounce it again? Curacao. 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 That sounds familiar. Oh, sorry about that. For the ladies out there, love me some of that. AB's carousel. Mm-mm. Well, obviously I mispronounced it, but let's head on over to Miss Heard It here first. And uh, producer Trob, mate, what have we got this week? Oh, producer Trob has decided to mix it up this week with a Sunday double header. This week he wants us to pick one player from any team playing on Sunday. Jesus. And uh, all that player has to do is score a try. Just one. From any of those four teams. <sighs> Who can do it? From uh, the 68 players taking the field. Mate, i got to go with my boy Jock Madden. You know, if we throw it back to last year's podcast. Where we told his story into the NRL. Throw it back to the America. Gridiron days. Namesake. Huddle. It was all kinds of glorious action. So I think he's going to tune into his inner spirit. And basically from a knock on he's going to score a try. There we go. Producer Trob, you probably got me stumped because I didn't realize there was any games on Sunday, to be honest. <laughs> so trying to have a look through, man. To be, to be honest, I thought these games were going to end nil all. Uh, but for me, I'm going to have to lock in uh, Suaso Sue from the Newcastle Knights. <laughs> I think he's got a meat pie on his mind and fuck it, he's going for one. He'll score one in his own end zone or their end zone, whatever. It's a try. Who you got, Squid? Now, I know this is misheard it here first, boys, and, you know, we're trying to do something a little bit abstract, but it's just impossible. There's no way that I could go past Phoenix Crossland scoring a try. Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> the future immortal. Like, he'll, he'll score it any which way he wants to. You know, he'll probably do a cartwheel with the ball or something like that. So, Phoenix Crossland, guaranteed to get over the line. Now, boys, Squid, I know you're a bit of a statistician, a bit of a historian when it comes to NRL. Hey, did, um, did Andrew Johns ever have a down season? Because... I don't know about you, but Phoenix Crossland, he's, he hasn't really piped up that much this season, has he, on the old NRL Back 3 podcast? I'm just wondering, mate, Andrew Johns, was he ever was he ever a non-scoring player? Whoa, whoa, enough about that old has-been. We're talking about the future, and you've got to remember, he's debuting this weekend, so fuck to score a meat pie on debut. Oh, of course. Shit, sorry. I forgot he hasn't even fucking debuted yet. What am I talking about? <laughs> well, picks like that. Your TAB account ain't going to be rising. But maybe we should have a check and let's head on over to TAB time. 
Okay, boys, it didn't come through last week, but I really need a win on the board. And this week, I'm going to have to go safety first, like Harold the Giraffe told me. And you know, I've got to go with the Fijian Flyer, Marco Sivo, for the first try. I don't care if it's a one odds. I need this win. I need that 10 cents back. Who have you got, Kosh? Oh, well, if you think about it, LJ, mate, if you put a million dollars down, that's going to be what? Like uh, $1,000, $100? I don't know. I'm coming from New Zealand. My maths isn't that good. Uh, but anyway, boys, for me, it's got to be Ezra Mam for first try scorer. You know, he's just going to be far too electric for those eels, and you can guarantee that he's going to be too slippery, and he's going to get a try straight off the bat. I think it's going to be within the first five minutes. Don't get confused, though. I don't think the Broncos are going to win because I fucking hate them, but lock it in. Ezra Mam for first try scorer. What about you, Squid? Well, boys, you know I'm a bad boy, and that's why the chicks dig me. So once again, I'm going against the grain and picking the Warriors for the win against the Panthers. The odds are better than any first-time try scorer for Thursday night's game. So it's an easy 100 win from a $5 bet. Get at it, boys. Ooh, it's going to be a bit of a tough one there, Squid. But the one benefit is that none of those Panthers players are coming. Well, actually, nope. Jerome Luai is on the team list. Ooh, good luck with that one. But anyway, boys, that actually brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Don't forget, listeners, the steadies are just around the corner. So get your nominations in. You've got basically one week left to get in your biggest hit, your best Falcon, or your most handsome podcast announcer. Oh, that's a new category. But anyway, guys, we'll see you right here next week on the NRL Back 3 Podcast. Mate, do you think we can get a sponsor for Strap On September? I think I know a guy.